Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. You're in the right place at the right time, my refreshed sister. How is your soul doing? How is your soul doing today? I don't know if you checked in yet, but we're checking in right now at this moment together. How is your soul doing? I've been running the errands, I've worked. I worked this morning, I worked part-time, and then I had to come home, help my kids with their schoolwork, and just jumping into one thing after another. And normally, I do not do that. I don't like that. I like to have, you know, breaks and spaces between I, between going from the next thing to the next thing. And some days, it does not work like that. Um, and I can I can go on and on with the list of things I've done, and I'm sure you can too. Um, whether you're listening to this at the top of your day, at the end of your day, I want you to find some quiet time to make time to listen to your soul. What is your soul saying that you need? What is your soul feeling? What What is it that may have hurt you and you haven't addressed or some conversations um, that was had that maybe caused you to feel a certain type of way? Or is there something that's worrying you? that you've been bringing to the Lord and there's still some, um, there's still some worry there. There's still some concern there. Um, Let's take a moment and um, create space to really um, take that to God, lay it before him and find out what, what does my soul need? Um, Doesn't mean you have to fix something. It just making sure you're laying it at his feet. We want to be more like Mary than like Martha. And in that story of Mary and Martha, one was busy, Martha, um, and the other was um, taking the time to get that needful thing. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to be busy, but God doesn't want us to be busy and never getting what we need, never giving our soul the nourishment it needs. We can care for many We can take care of many, but we have to take care of our soul, okay? So I pray you've had a great week. I pray you've been productive. I pray it has gone smoothly for you. But more importantly, I pray that your soul is prosperous in every area, that your soul is rich in peace, is rich in forgiveness, is rich in the calmness of God's presence, his trusting him, resting in him. I pray is rich in that. Um, so let's get into, you know, this this last week we're on Redeemed from Rejection, our series on Redeemed from Rejection. We've been journeying through Ruth, um, the book of Ruth. 
and there's four chapters. We're at the last chapter, but we're also diving into other parts of just things of, of what rejection can cause and how we can see it and, and whatnot. And, um, I really didn't know what this last, um, I knew what to talk about as far as we four, but I'm like, what is, what is this called? What, what is the big ideal around this guy? What do you want them to leave with? And, um, I realized that, you know, sometimes when we have been rejected, we can continue to expect, um, rejection, respect to be on the other end, to be on the end of lack and not abundance, um, because of how sometimes our mentality can change because of what has happened to us. And um, in the very beginning, we learned that who we are is not what happened to us. And I want you to understand that who you are, we have to find that in God. It's in him. We, we belong to him. I was just reading on Ephesians 4, um, Ephesians, um, I believe it was chapter 2. And um, I was just reading about all the different things that Paul was saying who we are. He says we are citizens of God and that we are, uh, we have been adopted into his family. We are members of his family. We belong to him. We are his, we are his daughters. And so if I, and if you are the daughter of a good God, then we should expect the good. We shouldn't see anymore through the eyes of rejection. If we're not seeing ourselves through the eyes of rejection, we should no longer see the things that will happen to us, the things that we will have as lack, as bad, as not enough. No, we should expect the good. Even in darkness, there is something in us that has to rise up and say, no, I know who I am. And this is only temporary. And I expect to see the good. And I just want to encourage you and stir your hearts in that. Wherever you may be at in this season, whatever you may be facing, whatever may be look, that may look daunting to you, expect the good. I love this song by Torn Wells that, that talks about, he said, um, if it's not good, then he's not finished with it yet. I can't remember the song. Um, um, but that song is just saying, listen, God is good. We have to remember God is good. And if you're in something that does not look good, then he is not finished. He's not finished with you. He's not finished with your marriage. He's not finished with your kids. He's not finished with your business. God, God, there's more than what you see before you. And so for us, we have to expect good. We have to expect God was reading and I was like, where did I hear this? I, I know there's a, a, a psalm where David says, I expect um, to experience the good in, in the land of the living. And that's something I love saying. But I'm like, I want to um, read that that psalms right now just to encourage your heart. It's, it's from Psalms 27. And um, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm just going to read it. It says the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? 
He talks about, he goes on to talk about the evil people who are around him, um, his in, the enemies, how they want to attack him, that they want to make him fall. But he's like, my heart, I'm not going to allow it to be afraid. I'm not going to allow it to be afraid. What may be before me, what, what, may, what I may be encountering, even what I may be feeling, I am going to choose to trust and seek. He said, I'm going to seek of the, of, of the Lord, the one that I seek the most is to live in his house to dwell where he where he is and I, um towards the end he says um he says even at verse 10 he says even if my father and mother abandon me the lord will hold me close meaning even if i'm rejected by by those closest to me even if they choose to leave the one who will never leave is God. He will hold me close. So what I want you to just get grabbing your heart is that God is with you. No matter who may leave, no matter what may appear to fail around you, he will hold you close. And he says, um, he says in verse 13 and 14, as he wraps up this Psalm, he says, yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of living, catch that faith in front of his enemies, his foes, where death could be on, um, where he could be looking death in the face. He said, no, I'm still, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm confident actually that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. And so he says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. I'm here to tell you, my refreshed sister, wait patiently for him. Be brave. Be courageous. Not because of who you are and what you can muster up on your own. Because you want to show them. You want them to see um, what they said that you couldn't do. No, 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 no. The confidence is in God and because of what he can do. When everyone else leaves, when everyone else may fail, those even closest to you, God is the one who holds you close. And it's because of him that you can have confidence, that you will see good. So I say, expect the good. I know rejection can hurt and it can cause us to have an expectation of more rejection, but we're canceling out that lie right now. We're going to choose we have to make a choice to expect that good is coming to us, to our soul, to our homes, to those are our families around us, those attached, connected to us, the, 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 the businesses connected to us, that we will see um, his goodness. And so um, right now, I just want to just kind of sum up and let's go back over Ruth. Um, Ending in Ruth 4, I really want you to read this yourself. It's a really quick read. It's only four chapters, but because um, I'm not going to go through all of it. But I think it's good for us to read the scriptures on our own. You may get something out of it that I didn't even um, that I didn't even catch. God may want to speak something fresh and new to you. So read this word for yourself. Um, we're at a place um, where um, last week we talked about how Ruth sat at the laid at the feet of Boaz, you know, being obedient to her her mother-in-law Naomi. Um, she said she said it's time for you to find a home. Your Boaz is kin; he can redeem the land. Go lay at his feet, and he'll tell you what to do. And so Boaz wakes up, sees Na um, Ruth at his feet, 
and tells and um, tells her, hey, listen, I, you know, he doesn't mind redeeming, you know, redeeming her, marrying her, but there's another one in line. And so he's like, let me go to the next kin in line to make sure, you know, to do it properly, to do it in order. And, um, and then he, he would get back to her. And so she had to wait in that instance. And we talked about waiting last week. And so here, um, in the midst of her waiting, Boaz goes and he handles his business. He talks to the next of kin. So this is Ruth four. He's talking to the next of kin saying, Hey, you know, Ruth wants to sell this land. Okay. Um, and you're the next family in line who can redeem this land. And so redeem is to compensate, to pay for, to deliver. Okay. Um, to regain possession of something and stay in exchange for payment. And so here, um, he's like, sure, I'll take it. But then Boaz like, well, if you take it, you're going to have to also marry Ruth. And he was like, nah, I can't do that. Cause that's going to, that's going to jeopardize some things. That's going to jack up some things. And so, um, they pretty much made a little pact an agreement that Boaz would redeem the land and marry Ruth. So, um, they, he ended up marrying her. They ended up having a son and, um, that son, um, so it's so funny how, I mean, God, he's so, even though you don't hear much, you don't see God speaking, um, in this text or hear much about him. I mean, he does talk about the Lord here and there, but he is so weaved in through this story. Um, he is so weaved in your story. Even if you don't see him, feel him, hear him, he is there, uh, he at the end of this chapter it pretty much goes over how um so Boaz is actually the son of Obed and Obed is the son is the um I'm sorry Boaz is the father of Obed that's his child that him and Ruth has and then Obed has a son named Jesse and then Jesse has a son named David and we know through David there's the lineage of Jesus Christ so here through all this pain and this grief that Naomi and Ruth experienced, their story, when we when we um, read about it, starting in Ruth 1, we see where um, there's grief there. There's loss there. Um, they lost their husbands. And here, where they're at in their story and seeing it come around full circle, again, God weaved in the story um, that he restored a, a husband. He restored a son. I mean, I say restored a son, but he 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 gave um, Ruth a son and Naomi a grandson. And here I want you to just I just want to note these two um, verses in Ruth four is chapter is verse 14 and 15. It says, then the woman of the town said to Naomi, praise the Lord who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in Israel. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and, and has been better to you than seven sons. So yes, Naomi lost two sons, but the loyalty, the um, relationship, the obedience that Ruth um, gave Naomi and then gave her a son and then a, 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 a son who would lead a lineage to um, Jesus Christ. They were like, listen, what you, what God gave you in return, what God restored was seven times better. 
than what you had. And I just want to encourage you right here, no matter what you've experienced, don't stop the end of your story at the grief, at the brokenness, at the the pain. I know it may hurt and it may hurt for a little while. I know sometimes you may not see him or feel him or hear him, but know that God is weaving in and out of your story. He's there. There's the thread of his love. There's the thread of his peace. We just got to choose to see it. Ruth was with Naomi the entire story, being faithful, being kind, listening, serving. Um, She was there. We have to choose to see the good that we have now. What do you have around you? Where can you see God? Sometimes we can't see the good because we don't want to see the good. We want to stay in a place and God's like, I don't want you to stay in that place. You got to choose to look up and say, you know, what? I'm going to expect something different today. I'm going to expect to see God. God, where are you in this? I feel this thing. It's real. And I'm laying it at your feet. I want the needful thing. I want you, God. I want your word. I want to see you. I want to see some type of beauty, some type of hope in this. God will give you what you need. Is it your hope that needs to be redeemed? Is it your hope that needs to be restored? He will give it to you seven times, sevenfold. And not just the things, um, not just the hope and the, the wholeness and the love and the peace. Yes, God gives you that. But God want to give you what you lost. God wants to give you that husband. God wants to give you that family. God wants to give you a thriving business. God wants to give you finances. We can't stop God at just one little area in our life. No, I'm expecting and I want you to expect to see the good in every area. God wants to bless you in every part of your life. He didn't, there wasn't just Ruth and Naomi back together. And Ruth didn't just get married and that was it. No, she she got married to a wealthy man and had a child that would that would be that would that would bring forth Jesus Christ. Don't stop at the end of your story. You don't know what you're carrying. You don't know what the other chapters is going to reveal. Expect to see good. Expect to see good while you are living. And on this side, God wants to give you good. I put a note here that, you know, we can hurt, we can experience loss, but even at the same time, we can have an expectation for good. I dare you and I encourage you um, to speak what you don't see. Speak what is it that you don't feel. Don't just um, speak and feel out of that place and say, oh, I'm never going to have this. It'll always be like, you know, no. Just say, you know, I know what I feel. I know what I see. I know what I don't see. But I, God, I, I, I trust you. I believe it's going to get better. I trust you, God. Sometimes that's all that can come out of my mouth is, God, I trust you. I, I trust you. You got, you see you have the airplane, like I'm like, we're in the airplane, but God is that, I don't even know what the name of that, the, the, the people who are in the station who can see all the other airplanes that can see the whole air, air, the whole, uh, space of, 
your all the plans that's out there, the trajectory, where you're going, who you're about to run into, like whoever's that, whoever that is called. But God, he's he that is who God is. We're coasting. We can only see what's right before us. But I bet you, boy, if you just tune in to to what God's saying in your ear, no, keep going, daughter. There's good up ahead, daughter. There's good. Keep expecting to see me. I just, I, I mean, I'm telling you, some seasons I want to get out of. And at, at, at first I was getting anxious. Even in this season I'm in right now, I'm like wanting to get out of. And I know God felt my heart and I laid it before him. And God said, stay in this. There's good in this season. There's good before you. There's more I have to show you. I feel that for someone, God wants to show you more right where you are. You may not feel like it, there could be any good in, in this dark place. There could be any good in this season that you're in. But yes, there is. This is where your faith increases. This is where you tap into real joy. This is where you tap into the peace that Jesus left. Expect the good. Expect the good. I want to end right now with my hiding place segment. And the song that I have for you. It's called Redeemer by Nicole Mullen. And I wonder if a lot of you remember this song. It's an older song, but I love this song. Nicole Mullen sings Redeemer. She sings how her Redeemer lives. And I just want that on the fruit of your lips. My Redeemer lives. Your Redeemer lives. He's alive today. And some of the lyrics she says, is say the very same God that spins things in orbit, runs to the weary, the worn and the weak, and the same gentle hands that hold me when I'm broken, they conquer death to bring me victory. You have victory. You are an overcomer over rejection, over your loss. God is holding you. When everyone else may abandon you, he's holding you. When you are broken, He's holding you. When you feel like you're in pieces, he's holding you. He is your redeemer and he lives. And I want you to say just as confidently as she said, I know my redeemer lives. Let all creation testify. Let this life within me cry. I know my redeemer lives. You're still alive. You're still breathing. You're still here. So you can still expect to see the goodness of God. All right, let's end with some confessions for the soul. Repeat after me. I am held close by God. Even if others abandon me. I am confident I will experience God's goodness while I'm living. I will wait patiently for the Lord. I will be brave and courageous. God is my redeemer and he lives. He restores my peace, my identity, my joy, and my hope. Amen, amen, and amen. 
right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.